Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Nolting. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Eric Galloway to discover how he became the entrepreneur that we see today and what makes him thrive. Eric, welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks, Russ. It's, uh, I'm actually really happy to be here. It's exciting. Awesome. Well, you know, we just met back in uh, February uh, in Anaheim, California, and uh, I was super excited to see that you, uh, after that event, became a member of the KW family, and I'm excited to get an opportunity to interview you. Tell us your story. Um, tell us, you know, what, hap- what, what you were doing before real estate, what got you into real estate, and ultimately what got you to KW. Yeah. So originally I'm from uh, Los Angeles, so I came out here to Colorado in 2008. Uh, I like to say I lived a few different lives. And in that life, uh, I was a youth pastor at that time. And so I did that for 12 years total, five years here in Colorado Springs. And it allowed me to have a, a lot of network of good people um, that I met here because the church that I was at was pretty large. Um, and then in 2012, that, that came to an end and I worked some various uh, odd jobs uh, decided to move back to California because that's where my family is from. And when we did that in 2014, I ended up um, going to work for a dental marketing company that uh, wasn't entirely uh, upfront about their finances. <laughs> I got a condo in California, sunk all my money into that. And four months later, the company was bankrupt. It was done. Um, so it was a week's notice and we had, we had zero savings, nothing. So we had to forfeit the condo. Um, I moved back in with my father-in-law, 30, 34, 35 at that time, and uh, three kids. And for the next two and a half years, it was a very, very low, low season. I mean, um, the real deal about government assistance and food stamps was a whole deal. That was us. Hmm. But uh, one of the things that, that good that came out of that was I, I thought, well, if I don't, I lost everything, I guess I can do anything. And I don't know why. Looking back in hindsight, I don't know why I chose fitness as far as uh, money-making opportunities, because it's a very difficult industry to make a lot of money in. But uh, my initial thought was, I love fitness. It kept me sane, and I love people. So let me marry the two. Yeah. And that's when I began to um, originally work for myself, personal training, trying to develop business, grow business, um, knew nothing about how to do any of that. Up to that point, I was always an employed person. Um, and so getting into fitness really helped me to start to learn to put my name out there, uh, to put some sort of content out there, uh, to really connect with people uh, that I would meet as, as, I, as they came in and went into the gym. Um, and as you would imagine, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make money doing that. Uh, so we started looking for jobs to come back to Colorado. It's still a little bit more affordable. This is 2000, um, 2007. Mm-hmm. This is 2015. Still a little bit more affordable here. And, and so I linked up with Orange Theory and took a job as, as one of their managers opening a brand new studio. I, uh, and what I'm about to say next has no uh, bearing on the lady who hired me, but she didn't pay me well at all. Um, <laughs> opening up one studio, I think I came and, and took $32,000 a year mm. for a family of five. That's, that's really rough. But um, Desperation is is a real thing, and if thirty two thousand is better than the no guaranteed money, yeah. So I took I took that role, and um, that lady, uh, her name's Annie Randall. 
she helped to change my life because she she captured in me right away this idea that I had a, a scarcity mindset. And I remember when she told me that I was like, well, uh, we're alive. Sorry. I was like, well, yeah, um, <laughs> had money like you, I, I probably would be thinking differently, right? Just just had this just mindset that wasn't going to get me very far. So she challenged me. She said, I want you to uh, pick a salary you've never made before. And I want to help you understand that you can do that. And I want to show you how. And so having never made 100,000, which is always people's first number, so yeah. 100,000, let's do it. And uh, sure enough, um, year three, we, we, we were doing that. I had taken over multiple studios by then, just doing a good job, um, building, growing business for Orange Theory here in Colorado Springs, coaching as well. Um, but the education that I got in those years, the books that we read, the mindset shift really became the catalyst for me getting into real estate. So fast forward five years, we're, we're now in COVID. It is 2020. And I remember the day, it was March 13th or so, March 15th, something somewhere right around there. And we shut down in a day. Yeah. Everything comes to a halt. We had no, no clue that that was happening. It happened so fast. And when it did, we were all sent home. Um, so this salary that I was making um, now was in jeopardy. And I had been wanting to grow uh, for probably since year three and on. I was like, man, I, I think it's time to make a switch. Um, I feel like I've reached the ceiling here. I want something different. But security and stability and three kids, I was content to stay until, until COVID happened. Yeah. So we're sitting at home. Um, all of us being alcoholics for three months and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I decided to do, do some new goals. And, and I, my new goal was, well, I want to make 250,000. I mean, if I was making 32 and made it to, you know, 100 plus, well, why can't I do this? And it, the light bulb just went off. It's, and, and the light bulb was, I'm not going to do that here. It's time to go. Yep. Um, where can I do that? And real estate a lot like fitness is um, obviously the skill sets a, a touch different, but it's people and it's connecting with people. It's serving people. It's growing with people. Um, and so I thought once again, well, I'm going to marry my enjoyment for people and my ambition. And so real estate was, was the deciding factor. And I remember signing up for my Kaplan courses and five years to the day, I, I, I banked up $50,000 to live off of because uh, if you remember them, you do remember the market of 2021 it was crazy, right? If you got a call, yeah. you got to go see a house right now or else it's gone. And so I knew I can't, I can't work and do this. I need to jump in. Mm -hmm. uh, aside $50,000 for, for, for us to live off of and knew it's, it's either this or we're going to fall flat on our face. Yeah. So let's jump. And in 2021, January 27th, 2021, I was licensed. And that same day I was showing a house. Uh, somebody not knowing anything. I didn't know. I was yeah. like, I'm a mentor. How, what do I do? Like, how do I get into this house? What do I, but it's been, it's been that ever since. That's awesome. So, so you spent your first two years at a different company, not with Keller Williams. And uh, tell us about your, your success. And, and, and I want to preface this with saying like the typical realtor in the United States sells five or six houses a year. Now you get your license during COVID, during a funky time. Yeah. What were your first couple of years like? So year one, uh, year one, I, I closed 10 transactions. My goal was 12. Um, year two, I closed 25. 
um, which was about 11 million in, in volume. Um, and I remember, you know, my, my, my first year was just, I mean, you're grabbing the, you're grabbing the chair and you're like, Hey, I need to hold on. Cause I don't have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Talking to older agents, I've had some, I've had the privilege of having friends who've been in the industry for a long time. It was something that even they hadn't seen, you know, just the way that things were going, the, the appraisal gaps, all, all of these things that were happening. And so I felt like mentally we were all on the same, on the same level, even though we probably weren't mentally, I was like, well, nobody's got an edge on me. This is a new market. We're all learning it together. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, a lot of trial and error, a lot of stuff that I paid for out of my own pocket, just not knowing because I made yeah. mistakes, not knowing. I didn't know I got to, my buyers have to pay for propane proration um, <laughs> can't pay for that. Didn't know it was a thousand gallon tank. It was $2,200. Okay. Awesome. Uh, never make that mistake again. Right. So it was a lot of trial and error. And then um, at the end of year one, uh, I got, I got COVID um, and I was, I was literally in bed or on my way to the hospital for 30 days. Uh, huh. It was, it was terrible. I, I, I personally thought I was going to die. I did not like the thought of that. Like shit, I'm not even halfway done. I need to, I need to get better. Um, but that kind of put a lull in my business. And so at the end of, of year one, I was in a bad mental state coming into year two, just thinking like, man, I fell short of my goal. Um, I don't have any momentum because my pipeline dried up because I was sick. Uh, and so I was in a bad way. Uh, and I'm really thankful that the mentor that I had before, he actually kind of kicked me a deal. And that deal was a catalyst to get me back, back into motion. But uh, man, you're the mental, that's what I've learned about this, this business so far. The mental aspect of this business is so, so important. Um, if you don't got it, it's, it's a hard road. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so last year with, with 25 sales, more than doubling your first year, I'm curious where, where your business is coming from. I mean, um, you transplanted to Colorado Springs from California. So you've been building a network there, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where, where, what are your sources of business? I mean, what are your top, top couple sources? Uh, so sphere of influence is a big one. And as I mentioned, working at a large church here for five years and then overseeing three locations of, at Orange Theory and coaching, I had a great opportunity in both of those realms to, to connect with people. Um, and I firmly believe too, like wherever, wherever a person is at in an individual season, um, you can build off that, right? If I, if I did a terrible job at Orange Theory and I did a terrible job at the church I was at, I'm sure my network would not be what it is. Right. Taking care of people, um, helping people along the way, that's a huge part of, of my business. Uh, the second one, um, the second supplemental source was Op City. Um, and so I, I do get leads from Op City and have picked up a couple other lead services along the way, but Op City's probably been um, one of the best ones for me. So Year one and two, it was sphere of influence and it was online leads that were generating business for me. Uh, this year, year three is a little different. Um, I think everybody's having to work a little harder. Yeah. And so I've never, I've never been on the phones as much as I have been this year, um, trying mm-hmm. to generate business from people I don't know uh, while maintaining the other sources. Yeah. 
So uh, one of the things we talk about at KW, and, and of course you're newer to the company, but we talk about um, constant contact with your sphere of influence, with your database. In fact, in, in Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, um, you know, written back in the early 2000s, he said 33 touches is a minimum standard with, it, with a database. I'm just curious, how are you touching the, your database, your sphere, the people from church and Orange Theory and your former coaching clients? What do you do to reach out to them? What's that look like? Um, I use, I would uh, one. Of, I was going to say two sort, three sources, but two of them are one and the same. So I'll call and I'll text um, at least on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now we have plenty of reasons to do that. So like SVB, SVB Bank going under. I just use that as an opportunity to say, hey, um, you know, just wanted to get preemptive with you. I know everybody's seen this. Did you have any questions? And then that spilled into, is there any other real estate needs, any of the real estate questions? Yeah. Um, assessments is another one. So finding any particular way to give them a call um, and add value to them has, has, been, has been good for me. Um, social media is another one. I try to comment and keep up with people's lives and, and basically be a cheerleader for them social, on social media. Um, mm-hmm. Anything great is going on. I definitely want to chime in and say, hey, you know, congratulations, or you know, that's amazing, or what have you. Um, so those are my two primary ways. And one of the things I would say, and this is maybe spills into another question of why I came over to KW, is, you know, that, those kind of touches worked in, in 2021 20, 20, and 22. Business was, was you know, kind of falling out of the air at that time. Um, and now I'm finding I need to learn how to do more touches, right? Mailers. I never did mailers before. I never door knocked. I've never called an expired up until this year. Um, I haven't had to do any of those things. And, and so because I haven't had to do any of those things, they also weren't really taught to me. And that's not a knock against my old brokerage. Um, it just is what it was. Things were, were coasting along. And, and so it wasn't a necessity for a while, so to speak. Yeah. Did that answer your so, question? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I agree with you. I, the, the people that I coach and I talk to people every day, um, we're all learning how to re-lead generate. I mean, because <laughs> we stopped having to do that during the, the COVID years. Mm-hmm. At, at a certain level. And yeah. um, a lot of people are having to dust off their uh, stand-up desks and get back on the phones. And it's, it's been, it's been interesting watching this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a big learning curve. You know, I think there's a lot of things. This is what's kind of fun about being an entrepreneur and, and frustrating is the learning curve is going to be steep, you know, because nobody likes rejection and, and calling, calling expireds is like, Oh shit! Here we go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, so, how did you find your way to KW? I mean, you were you were growing a lot, and 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 one would say, "Gosh, like he came in and sold far more than the average agent the first year during a pandemic, and then he more than doubles his business the next year." Um, what got you? What got you interested in KW? What piqued your interest? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I was, I wasn't interested. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was happy where I was at to a certain degree, but I also knew in the back of my mind that the market that I came into was not normal. I, I knew that. I mean, that was just, I feel like if anybody 
with common sense could look at it and be like, this, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. So I knew all along, I knew there were holes in my business. I just absolutely knew it. And I knew that the moment that things slowed down, I was going to be in trouble uh, because I didn't have the foundation set right um, to, to have business moving through the slow years. So this is going on in the back of my mind. Um, and as it began to slow, I think late July of last year, and I was still closing deals, but you just saw, you saw the trends changing. You saw business slowing down from what it had been. Um, and I started to ask those questions to the people around me. Um, you know, hey, I really need systems and, and processes for these things. Like I, there's a lot of holes in my game that, I, that I'd like to shore up. Can somebody please help me? And, um, and I would get pointed in a direction and pointed in another direction. And, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't meeting what I was, what I was looking for. Uh, and then Trisha, who is our team leader here at Freedom, um, her and I worked together at Orange Theory. And so, uh, you know, she, she gave me a call. Actually, no, sorry, Ed gave me a call first. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody knows Ed Lewa, he's a very uh, convincing person. And we had multiple meetings. And, and finally, I, that's a nice way to say it. Yeah, he, he's, he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. <laughs> uh, but I, I told Ed, no, I just didn't, I didn't feel right about it. And again, business was still happening. So, I, you know, it was easy to kind of gloss that over. Then I talked to Trisha. Um, and then I met Casey. Mm-hmm. And Casey actually took some time to give me some solid things that, um, that I had been looking for. So now my interest was open. Uh, then they invited me to family reunion. Sure. It was my mom's birthday. So I was like, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go see my mom. I'll be yeah. Let's do it. Uh, and, and family reunion was actually really great. I, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, the content that was put out, the practical steps that were put out. And, it, and the wheel started to turn. Like, this is, this is what I've been asking for. Um, this type of structure and, and, and guidance um, is what I've been asking for. But I still for whatever reason, wasn't, wasn't ready. And in fact, um, after a few more meetings, I told Casey, I said, I, I, I just can't do it right now. I don't, I don't feel like I'm, like this is the right time. And he said, okay, well, I, I'd still love to um, help you with your business. Came in and had one more meeting with him. And in that meeting, um, I think it's a very common thing for KW. Now I'm learning that. But he broke down, okay, what is your one thing? And what are the three ways we're going to get there? And it was like, this, this is... This is what what this is what I've been looking for, um, and it sounds so basic. I I mean it, it really does now, but as a new agent, you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, and when business is is flowing in or it's coming in easier because conversations are happening and everybody's making a ton of equity and you you know it's it, it's easy to just not know that you need that. So I just said at that point I was like, man, well this is exactly what I told you I needed. So there's nothing that's going to stop that should stop me. So I made the jump. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I'm wondering, um, and I love asking this question, what's your secret sauce for your business? I mean, if you had to look at your business compared to the vast majority of agents out there, what do you think you do different, better, more special than the typical agent? I, I hate this question. <laughs> I really do. And I, I, I hate it for a few reasons. Um, <laughs> being so new in the business, I'll be honest with you. I feel like um, I am, I am barely coming into my group. Yeah. Um, 
So when people say, well, what's, what's your niche? What's your this? What's your that? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Year one and two, my, my niche was whatever you want to give me. You want me to drive to Pueblo or drive to Denver? I'll go wherever you want me to go because my family's got to eat. Yeah. So now finally getting into a groove, understanding the business a little bit better, um, understanding myself a little bit better. Um, I would tell you that the only secret sauce that I have, if it, if it is even that, is um, I remember what it's like to be broke. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't ever want to go back to being broke. Yeah. There's a song that, uh, that I love. And it's called No Way. And, and one of the lyrics, he's talking about pursuing his goal. And, and in one of the lyrics, he says, and tell the family we're finally safe. And that, that resonates with me. So when I want to make the calls, I don't want to door knock or I don't want to do the, the stuff that I, that I think is extremely boring. Because I'd, I'd rather be doing this all day, talking yeah. to you and talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's time to do those things. And, and, uh, and I don't want to. Um, I got to get my family safe. Yeah. So um, I wish my answer was a little bit more in depth than that, but yes, <laughs> desperation's a, a, a real driver. And um, I don't yeah. know. If backwards. I think the uh, what I what I hear in your story, I heard a couple things. I heard um, I wanted to sell twelve, but I sold ten. I want you know you sound like a person who sets definite goals. Yeah. Your goals are connected to your big why of, of doing right by your family. Yeah. And you're gritty enough to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I, I would definitely say grit is one of those things. Um, you know, during those two years where I was living with my father-in-law, that was a super low time. I mean, you do You do anything you can to, to make money. And you, because because your children, your wife, your, your family has need. Uh, and I don't, I don't ever forget that. Like I, it, it's, it's a real thing to me. It's also why, like in the future, my hope is to help other people realize just like Annie Randall did for me, that there's, there's not a lot of things that you can't do if you, if you simply work. Right. Uh, and we're going to fail. Uh, I'm going to fail a ton more. I know that. Uh, but I think the only time that you can't be successful is if you give up. Right. Um, so um, my secret sauce is uh, I'm going to keep getting up even after the, the butt whooping, so to speak. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so what's, uh, what's next for you as you look out, you know, this year, the rest of this year and, and next year, what's on the horizon for you? Yeah, so a big reason for me coming over to KW um, was it was thoughts of the future. So I inevitably want to be out of production in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to help other people learn and grow. Uh, so I had no way to get there. The way that I was going, and and Ed brought this to my attention the first time we met. He said, "You're you're doing a great job selling houses. I want to teach you how to run a business." Yeah. And I was like, you are so spot on. And I don't want to be doing this for the next five to 10, or I don't want to be doing this till I'm 65. No way. Um, and so what I hope to do is first learn systems and processes, uh, get my, get my own rhythms down so I can be able to give that away to other people. I'm a firm believer. If I haven't done it, um, 
the way in which I can speak to it is, is diminished greatly. Like I want to be able to, to, to live it, do it, and then give it away. Uh, build a team after that, and then um, and then see what the future holds from there. But those are my those are my next two steps. Is I want to learn the foundation. I want to be um, generating over thirty sales, forty sales a year just by myself, and then and then build and grow a team after that. I love that. Well, I've thrown a bunch of questions at you. Is there anything else, Eric, that you'd like to share with our audience? Anything comes to mind? You know, I I, I personally feel like um, if I can have any level of success, and I mean this sincerely, that, that there's not a single person that can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I've done all sorts of jobs. I mean, I was picking up donations for a company called Savers, um, getting stuff into trucks. Um, I've been in, in dental. I've been in fitness. Uh, I sold insurance over the phone on a call center, which was the worst possible job on the planet. Um, I have done and failed at a lot of different things. Yeah. I've done and, and been successful at a lot of different things. Uh, it, it, and and, I, and I, I firmly believe that the, if you simply don't give up and you have a learner's mentality, right, um, that you're going to make mistakes, that you're a person who can learn and grow, then there's no reason why you can't be successful. It's just a matter of time and effort and, and putting one foot in front of the other. And then ultimately, too, helping other people along the way. Like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, when I was at EXP, I had people come over uh, at, at sponsorship. Um, it's, a, it's the same thing here because um, I don't ask anything. I don't make money off of people that I help. I simply want to give you whatever I've learned. I want to give away uh, if I can help you grow as an individual and, and, and change your life. That's ultimately what real estate as a platform I wanted to do is allow me to then help other people build, grow, and change their life. I love that. Well, hey, Eric, I appreciate you uh, sharing your story and being generous with our audience and letting us know how you've become the entrepreneur that you are. So thanks so much. Thank you, guys. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. And, I, and I'm, I'm super excited to be at KW and to learn and to grow. Um, I feel like there's so much more ahead of me. Um, and, and now I have the direction to get there. So I'm super grateful for all, you know, this move and, and what's going on and over here in Colorado Springs. Awesome. Well, hey, great talking to you today. See you soon. See you soon.